Come on, we can do better than that. He's the king. He's the Lord of glory. Amen. Amen. Great job. Great job, choir. Amen. Yeah, y'all are a spunky bunch. Amen. We had rednecks in the other crowd. They, they wouldn't clap. They wouldn't get with us or nothing. Amen. They didn't have no soul whatsoever. I don't know what's wrong with them people. John, I'm just kidding. Y'all don't tell them. Y'all don't tell them. Them people tithe and keep the lights on. Amen. Don't tell them. Don't tell them this is the funnest group out of them all. Amen. This, y'all, y'all got it going on. Amen. John 1, 1. Get your Bibles. Remain standing for just a second. They're going to take three days to get out of here. I don't know what's taking the choir so long. Uh, John 1, 1. I'm, I'm just, isn't it fun to be in the Christmas spirit? I love it all. Amen. Uh, you know, people, they'll get real spiritual and, and my page just come out. Amen. Uh, they'll get real spiritual and they say, you know, it's not about the tree and it's not. And it, and it really it's not, but, but I like it. Amen. It's not about the presence, but, but I like them. How many of y'all like them? Tell the truth now. People go to hell for lying. All right, so don't lie in the house of God. Listen, Christmas is wonderful. It's about the birth of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen? We're going to look at a few things this morning uh, in, in a little bit different way. I, I, I don't think I've ever uh, heard anybody go to John 1, 1, uh, or John chapter 1 for a Christmas message, but this is, this is going to be an interesting one. I promise you, you will enjoy it. But before we do, before we read, uh, how many of you, was there any first-time attenders? Did we have any first-time attenders? You filled out one of those prayer cards. If you did, we want to go ahead and take them up. So if you finish filling out one of those prayer cards, could you hold it up right where you are? We're going to take them, go come pick them up. Got some right here, some right on over. Oh, all right, amen. Hey, aren't we glad they're here? Aren't we glad they're here? Let them know you're glad they're here, amen? Amen. We are glad that you're here. Thank you for coming, and I hope you have enjoyed yourself so far. And if not, we'll, we'll, Jalen will buy you dinner. Amen? We'll make sure. Is that good? All right. John 1 1. Have you found your spot right there in, in John 1 1? Watch what it says. In the beginning was the, the Word. Capital W. Important. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was. God, he was. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him, and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shineth in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not, did not grasp it, did not seize it. And the light shineth in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. This was John Baptist. The same came for a witness to bear witness of the light that all men through him might believe. He was not that light, but was sent to bear witness of that light. He wasn't the Messiah. He was the messenger. He was the forerunner. He was the one to go before to prepare the way for the Messiah. It says he was not that light, but was sent to bear witness of that light that 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 was the true light that lighteth every man that cometh into the world. He was in the world. Who? The Word. And the world was made by him. And the world knew him not. He came into his own. Who? The word. He came into his own and his own received him not. But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name, which were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor the will of man, but of God. Salvation is God's plan. Salvation is God's uh, idea. Salvation is God's doing. It's not about us. It's about him. It says, and now we see who was the Word? 
Now we identify who the Word was. And the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us. And we beheld His glory. The glory is the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. There's not but one person that's ever been on this planet that that could be talking about. I wonder if you know him. Father, in Jesus' name, help us today as we study your word. Help us as we <coughs> read from the writings of your friend, the Apostle John. God, help my throat. Help me to preach with the same zeal and the same fervor and the same spirit as the first two. God, help us to preach with all that we got. This may be our last time. You may come tonight, and that'd be just fine with me. But Lord, help us to do it the best we can. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. sons and daughters did you know that your baby boy has come to make you new this child that you've delivered would soon deliver you Mary did you know that your baby boy would give sight to a blind man Mary, did you know that your baby boy would calm the storm with his hand? Did you know that your baby boy has walked where angels trod? And when you kiss your little baby, oh, you kiss the face of God, oh, Mary.
Isn't that good? Let me let me let me answer that question. Yeah, she knew. Nobody knew like she knew. She was the only one that knew she had never been with a man. Joseph knew because of what the angel said, but he still didn't know like she knew. Are y'all with me? Today I want to I want to share with you John chapter number 1 and and let's look at it from this perspective. I titled I titled the the, the message today uh, facts from a friend. Facts from a friend. He said, "Why do you name it that?" You got to understand the apostle John was the closest to the Lord Jesus Christ of all the disciples. If if Jesus had a best friend, uh, it would have been the apostle John. John, the Bible records, would lay his head on the chest of the Lord just to hear his heartbeat and to hear him teach. He, he had a relationship. Matter of fact, Jesus, when he was crucified, left his mother, the safekeeping of his mother and the care of his mother to John the Baptist. Now, how many, or excuse me, John the Apostle. How many of y'all know you just don't turn your mama over just to anybody? They were close. He was a close friend. And the first three books or first three books of the New Testament, the first three gospels, Matthew, Mark, and Luke, are called synoptic gospels, which means synonymous. They were the same. They, they reviewed the same things and talked about the same miracles, and they were pretty much synonymous in their eye view of who Jesus was and his experience in life. But John is different. John was written later after the, the other gospels, and he wanted you to see the view of Jesus Christ the Son of God, uh, that, that baby in a manger. He wanted you to see something about him coming from the eyes and the perspective of a close friend. And that's what I want to talk to you about today. Because, because truly, the, the babe in a manger, it was an important situation and an important time in history. It turned the world upside down. This baby being born caused cataclysmic things to happen. It caused kings to come and worship him. I mean, there was an angelic host that proclaimed his birth announcement. They said, glory to God in the highest and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. They said, hey, we got good news. Behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. But John, he doesn't talk about the manger. He doesn't talk about these things. He wants you to know something about Jesus Christ, his friend. And how does he describe him? Watch what he says. In the beginning was the Word, capital W. And the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Now we know, we know because we read the last verse we read, that the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld His glory as of the only begotten of the Father. Now, now what does that mean? He was Jesus. He was referring to Jesus Christ. The Word became flesh and dwelt among us. He's talking about the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, here's what He wants you to understand, and He wants you to get Jesus did not start in the manger. Jesus did not begin his life. He did not begin his existence in a manger. He is saying, let me tell you something. Before there was a manger, before there was a cow to sit in the manger, before there was a, a hill for the cow to stand on, he was. In the beginning was the word. Now, the, the word, word, is the word, the Greek word logos, which means a divine expression, a, an expression of 
thought. You know what the word word is? A word is simply a, a visible or audible expression of thought. How do you know what I'm thinking? You hear my, y'all with me? This is simple. This is not complicated. He says the word of God. Now watch this. Let's put these together. Let's have fun with this a minute. It gets a little deep, but just swim as best you can. Say amen. In Genesis chapter number 1, the Bible says, In the beginning God created the heavens and the earth, and the earth was out form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. And God said. What do you say? You use, y'all catching on? In the beginning when the world was in darkness, in the beginning when it was out form and void, in the beginning God Say it. He spoke a word. Guess what? John 1 1. In the beginning was the word. And the word was with God. And the word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. Watch this. All things were made by him, and without him was not anything made that was made. Whoop. Who was Jesus? He was the word of God. He was the divine expression of of God the Father, who is the invisible God. He is the incomprehensible God. He is the God in heaven who you can't figure out. Don't even try. Don't even try to start because he is infinite and we are finite. He is beyond our comprehension. But the God who is beyond our understanding and beyond our comprehension, whose thoughts are higher than our thoughts, whose ways are above our ways, he wanted you to know him. He wanted you to be intimate with him. He wanted you to understand him. So he sent his son to be a divine expression of the thought and the heart and the word of God came so you could know God in heaven listen the Bible says in Hebrews chapter 1 God who at sundry times in different manners spake in time past unto the fathers by the prophets how did he speak to us through the prophets but hath in these last days spoken unto us by his son whom he hath appointed heir of all things by whom also he made the worlds who being the brightness watch this now who being the brightness of his glory. Who? The God the Father. He, the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person. Now, what do we see here? Two things I want to share with you. The Messiah and the mission, but under the Messiah. What do we know about the Messiah? His identified expression. His identified expression. He is God. He is not from God. He is God. He's not a teacher from heaven. He is God. He's not a prophet of God. He is God. John wanted you to know that he was God. He was deity. Say amen. Now, Jesus was conferring. Jesus was conferring with the Pharisees. And they were bragging about their heritage. They were bragging that they were from Abraham. They were bragging about who they were from. And this is what Jesus said. It shook them all up. I mean, they had them tore out the frame. And Jesus said, look, before Abraham was, I am. Before Abraham was, 
I am. And they said, what are you talking about? You ain't even 50 years old. How in the world could you have been before Abraham? Because you got to understand, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The Word did not begin in the manger. The Word did not begin in a stable. The Word has always been, and He always will be. He is ever-present in my past. He's ever-present in my present, and He's ever-present in my future. That's not. That's why I'm not afraid of the apocalypse. That's why I'm not afraid of the future. I'm not afraid of the tribulation period because whatever day that's coming ahead, God's already there and he's waiting on me to get there. He didn't. Now listen, now listen, now listen. It doesn't say the great, the great I was or the great I'm going to be. It says the great I am. He is present in all time. He always has been and he always will be. That's good stuff, amen. He's the expression of God. Do you want to know God the Father? Get to know God the Son. Philip, Philip, Philip came to Jesus and said, I tell you what, if you will show us the Father, then that will work for us. Isn't that funny? Now we're going to believe you, and we do believe you, but if you'll just show us the Father, then that you know, will, it'll, it'll. He said, look, this is what Jesus said to him. He said, Philip, if you have seen me, you have seen the Father. What's the point? If you want to know the love of God, see the love of Christ. If you want to know the heart of God, know the heart of Christ. Y'all with me? Because what God wanted you to see about himself, what God the Father wanted you to know about him, that invisible, incomprehensible God who we cannot figure out, he said, look at my son, because that's, that's me. His identified expression. Then, then I want you to see his infinite existence. He's always been. He's always been. In the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God. The Word was God. The same as in the beginning with God. All things were made by Him. Without Him was not anything made that was made. Listen, He's always been. Then I want you to see, this is when we get to the Christmassy part. And now He can, see, He didn't talk about the Word becoming flesh yet till you understood He's always been around. Y'all notice how he worked that? In the last verse that we read, he said, And the Word, who has been here from the beginning, who always has been and always will be, the Word became flesh. Wow. What a miracle. Watch what the Bible says in the book of Luke. In, in, in Luke chapter 1, verse 26, and, 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 the, and in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God into a city of Galilee named Nazareth. To a virgin espoused to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. And the virgin's name was Mary. And the angel came in unto her and said, Hail, thou art highly favored. The Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. And when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying and cast in her mind what manner of salutation it should be. And the angel said unto her, Fear not, Mary, for thou hast found favor with God. And behold, thou shalt conceive a virgin never been with a man. Never, never been with a man. She shall conceive in thy womb and bring forth a son. Thou shalt call his name. Thou shalt call his name. Well, if Joseph wasn't his daddy, who was that? The Holy Ghost. You see, he was of the seed of the woman, but not of the seed of the man. 
as the seed of the woman, he could come and take upon human flesh. You say, well, why didn't he have the curse? Because the curse came upon the man. The man was cursed because he was disobedient. And if you got here by a man, and you did if you're here, you have the curse. But he was born of the Holy Ghost. So he was able to have the human element, but sinless and perfect. He was just as Adam was when Adam was first created in the garden. Good night in the morning. He was all God, but he was all man. He was all God, but he was all man. He was so much man that he was asleep in the boat because he was so tired. The storm arose and they said, oh, don't you care that we perish? He was so tired and he was so much man that he was asleep in the boat. But when he stood up on the deck, he was so much God, the wind ceased when he spoke. He was so much man that he thirsted at the well. He got thirsty in his journey. He got thirsty because it was hot. He got thirsty because he had not anything to drink because he was so much man. But when that woman who had an issue, that woman who had problems, that woman who was looking for love in all the wrong places came to him, he was so much God that he saved her soul from hell. And she walked away, didn't have the pot, she had the whole well. He was so much man that he wept when Lazarus died and he showed them that he felt what they felt. He wept at the tomb, but he was so much God. When he called his name, Lazarus came out the ground. He was so much man that he bled and died on an old rugged cross, but he was so much God that he redeemed my soul from hell at a hill called Calvary. I need a witness. Yes, amen. His incarnate experience. You say explain that. I can't explain that. If somebody does, they lied. Say amen. You'll never understand it. We won't have it all figured out till we get to heaven. I'm just glad it happened. I'm just glad he came because if he hadn't come, I would have been desperate. I would have been in despair because there would have been no hope for salvation until the Lamb of God was taken away. The sins of the world showed up on this planet. Jesus Christ. What a wonderful child. What a wonderful child. Now we know him. Now we know who he is. Now we know how he got here. Why'd he come? Why'd he come? Why did God from heaven invade this old crooked, dark, perverted earth? Why did he come? It's found in this chapter. You see, he came and he had a mission. I know where I'm going. In the beginning, God created Genesis 1. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without, was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. The Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters and God said, God said, now, 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 now think about this a minute. Y'all ready to swim a little deeper? He ain't made the sun yet. What's the big deal? 
He's fixing to create light, and there ain't no sun yet. Y'all get that about 12 o'clock tonight. Don't call me when you do. Just trust me. Let there be, and it was, and it was good. John 1.1, in the beginning was the Word. And the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The saint was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him. Without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life. And that life was the light of men. Preacher, what are you saying? The first creative act of God was let there be. Why? The only reason you need light is if you're in. You see, when Jesus came, this world was in darkness. Listen, the physical world in Genesis was in darkness. The spiritual world in John 1 was in darkness. What was the mission of the Messiah? He came to give life. Life. This morning, <coughs> this morning, Tammy woke me up and said, well, where's that, where's that, I, 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 Y'all, any of y'all have any of them family get-together Christmas things or work parties or whatever and, and play games? Does any of y'all do that? Isn't that terrible? How many of y'all have ever played uh, uh, Dirty Santa? What's up with that? You expect me to be in the Christmas spirit and you take my presents? I'll never understand that. That's like horror movies, man. Why am I going to pay somebody to scare me? What's up with that? Why? I, I, anyhow, anyhow. I, I, we had one family and all, and, and, and somebody unwrapped a present, and it ended up being in my hands, and uh, it was a flashlight. I don't know what it is about little boys and big boys and grown boys with flashlights. But there's something fascinating about a flashlight. You can conquer the world with a flashlight. I mean, it is your lightsaber. It is everybody wants to hold the flashlight. The only difference, your flashlight gets more expensive as you get older, amen. But there was a flashlight. It was a cool one. It put on your head. You, you snap, and, and, and you hit the button. LED flashlight. It'll flicker and everything. It was great. And they said, okay, now we're going to exchange. We're going to rotate. And they had some retarded game where you just keep motioning them around and around. Uh-uh. I had a great idea. I mean, it was great. I thought, okay, when it's time, because you're supposed to take the one from the left, and you're supposed to give it to the right, and then the one from the right would give it to the left. And, and so I had a little gimmick going. I said, okay, now rotate. I'd hold my flashlight, and I'd go, whoop, 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 whoop. I went three rounds before they caught me. And then I whined so much they gave it to me anyhow. Hey, Amen. I don't she asked for that thing. This morning, this morning, and she said, I need that light. Where's that light at? And I said, why does she need that light? There was some darkness. There was some darkness. You see, Jesus is the light of the world. And this world is in darkness. And, and when you're in the dark, you can't see. 
Do you hear what I said? When you're in the darkness, you can't see. Let me explain this. I grew up in church my whole life. It's all I've ever known. Seriously, straight up. That's all I've ever known is church. I mean, I've been in church my whole, my whole, I could speak Christianese better than anybody. I had all the lingo. I'm telling you, I had all the books of the Bible. I mean, as a matter of fact, our church was so redneck. I mean, we went to redneck church, cowboy church, everything, belt buckles. The, the ushers had a belt buckle in a ring right here. What's that ring for? Y'all know. There's some rednecks in here. Come on, tell the truth now. School and all that. Yeah, that's what they, and my teacher was red. I had to, I had to speak and give the names of Bible characters in the Bible or, or tell them what, how you pronounce the, some of the books of the Bible. I had it down. I'm telling you, I wore three-piece suits, cowboy boots, and a King James Bible as half size I was. I could quote the Bible. I had it down. I sounded real good. Could sound real good around my parents. But guess what? I was lost. I had religion down. I did. I, I mean, I knew all the rules. I knew what you're supposed to look like. I knew what you're supposed to act like. I knew what you're supposed to talk like. I had all that down. Then one day, Jesus came into my life, and, 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 and he went into my heart, and he went. What did he do? You know what I saw? What I didn't want to see. Jesus showed me I wasn't as good as I thought I was. I, I, didn't, I didn't have it all together like I thought I had it together. Because sometimes when you turn the light, how many of y'all done walked in that kitchen and, and, and you turn the light on and you, you didn't really want to see what you saw? Are y'all with me? There's so many people in darkness today. There's so many people in their spiritual life. They think they got it all together. They think they got the tiger by the tail. They think they got everything going their way. You know, somebody needs to turn the light on. And Jesus is just the one to do that. You know what got him killed? He went into the Pharisees' face and turned the light on. And they figured their religion wasn't what they thought it was. I played games for a long time. Then Jesus turned the light on. And I had to make a choice. You see, here, here's the deal. When, some, when Jesus turns the light on in your life, you got to make a choice then. You got to choose to follow him or choose to deny him. But let me tell you something. The only reason that he turns the light on, the only reason that he reveals the areas of our life that's messed up and needs his help is so that he can bring life. Say it with me. He can bring He brings light to illuminate so that we can see what the real deal is. But the Bible says in him was life. Life. Why do we need life? To invigorate. Why do I need life? Because I'm dead. The Bible says you who were dead in your trespasses and in sin, you're just a walking dead man. 
You think you're alive because you drink a Budweiser. You think you're alive because you top pills. You think you're alive because you stick a needle in your arm. You think you're alive because you're partying down. You think you're alive because you're running around on your wife. You're running around on your husband. You're doing things you're not supposed to do. And listen, your flesh is liking it. And the devil's saying you're really living. But God says this, at the end of every one of those roads, there is death, there is despair, there is destruction. Because John 10, 10 says, the thief cometh but to steal, kill, and destroy. But I am come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. These people running around, they think they're living and they end up in depression. They end up, listen, hung over. They end up with nothing to show for it and living depressed. I'm telling you, Solomon done run down that road before. He done experienced everything that the world had to offer. And he said, it is vanity, vanity. All is vanity. It is empty. It is depressing. It will leave you hopeless and disappointed. But if you ever come to Jesus Christ and let him turn the light on, you'll experience life like you've never experienced before. Hey, when I got saved, I just started living. I love the way, <coughs> I love the way uh, that the, 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 the Bible describes, I love the way the Bible describes those wise men when they came to Jesus and they came and worshipped him and they came and listen, they bowed down before him and if you'll read it, you study it, you, you watch, if you'll read it in the Bible, the Bible says that they came to him but when they left him, they went home another way. Now I know what that means. I know it means they took a different route. But let me tell you something. If you ever meet Jesus and get in his presence, you'll go home another way. You won't go home the way you came. You won't go the way you came here. Because I'm telling you, you cannot go home the same way when there's joy down deep in your soul. When you pick up a well of water that springs into everlasting life, you'll never thirst again spiritually. I'm telling you, you'll go home another way. That's why he came. That's why that baby born in a manger came, so he could give you life, so he could show you what's up, so he could show you exactly what God planned. God does not want you to endure life. I'm not barely hanging on. I'm not suffering through this thing. I'm enjoying life. Yes, I have issues. Yes, I have problems. Yes, we go through trials. Yes, there are storms in my life. But honey, I'm telling you, I'm having the time of my life. There is joy unspeakable and full of glory. You know why? Turn the light on. Some of y'all are looking at me like I'm crazy. That's normal, so that's no issue. But guess what? You, you can't figure me out because you're in the dark. You can't figure out why somebody would give money to somebody they can't see. You can't figure out why somebody would rather uh, be in the woods with their hound dogs on Friday night instead at the bar in the juke joint. You can't figure out why we spend time at church in the house of God on Sunday instead of down at the lake or instead of down at the beach. I tell you why, you're in the dark. But if Jesus ever flicks a light on, if you will ever see what the real deal is, if you, man, I tell you what, it's kind of, it, man, it's kind of like broccoli and cheese. I thought there ain't no way. I don't care. I don't care how big a man you are. You ain't big enough to make me eat broccoli and cheese. And then I tried it. Woo, save me right there. And the more cheese, the merrier. Are y'all with me? You know what the Bible says? I, I'm just having a little fun now because I don't want to quit. And we're in overtime, amen. Uh, but the Bible says this. 
Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. I ain't asking you to get religion this morning. Religion had me messed up. I'm serious. They had me in the dark. Because I was living it all. I was living by the rules, but I was in the dark. I'm asking you to come try Jesus. Try a relationship with him. It, it'll blow your mind. I, I'm just telling it will blow your mind what Jesus can do for you. I'm worrying about this, and I'm worrying about my finances, and I'm worrying about my problems. And I'm Just give it to him. I, you know, I'm not... I'm not no, why? Uh, it, does, does George Strait sing that song, That's My Job, That's What I Do? In that, in that song, it talks about being the father. He, 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 y'all want Conway Twitty? Oh, Conway. Ain't he the man? Hello, darling. Amen. That's <laughs> but you know what? The principles are saying. Y'all don't get all holy on me. I know y'all. Don't even try that. Act like y'all, man, please. It's not our job to worry about stuff. It's his. My girls don't worry about the mortgage. They don't. That's not their problem. They're not worried that that's what they're going to eat today. Yeah, we're going to eat. It may not be what they like, but we're going to eat. They don't worry about that stuff because that's my problem. My job. But when did it dawn on you that Jesus said, Hey, you're mine. I'm going to take care of you. Let him turn the light on in your life so you can experience real life. It's the greatest thing ever. Amen.